welcome to the Minecraft Short Stories Podcast. And if you've been here before, welcome back. In this episode, I am finally back with the part two of the Crystal Origin story. If you don't know what that is or haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you go do that right now. After the story will be a quiz, and after that will be a mob trivia segment where I go over an interesting mob in Minecraft. Let's get right into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Crystal Origins, Chapter 3 Mason made his way to his house, on the far side of the village. He stumbled through the door and collapsed on his bed, exhausted from his adventure. Mason slept through the day. Waking up, he surveyed his house, while the fading light outside strained to illuminate his one room. Luckily that day, Mason had the day off from work, due to it being Saturday. Mason yawned, and he knew he was not going to be able to go back to sleep that night. Rubbing sleep out of his eyes, he opened the door and walked through it. The first thing to catch his attention was a trampled flower wilting outside the store below the window. Mason frowned, trying to remember if this had been like this before. He stepped over the flower and noticed impressions in the dirt around it. A human has been standing here, he thought, a shiver running along his back. There is only one reason someone would be standing here, Mason realized. They would stand here to look in the window and spy on him. Mason rose and inspected the window sill. Laying there was a yellowing piece of paper. A paper from the cabin, realized Mason. Slowly and carefully, Mason reached for and picked up the paper. He flipped it over. On the back, Black Lair spelled out, Return it to me. Return the crystal. Mason stepped backwards, taken aback. He had given it to Alex. How could the man know that he had had it? Mason thought hurriedly, looking around in case the man with the raspy voice was hiding somewhere. There was no one to be seen in the almost non-existent light. Mason re-entered his house just as the sun dipped below the horizon. Mason spent the night staring at the window where the note was found, in case the man made a reappearance. Mason indeed got no sleep that night, not just from already sleeping the whole day before, but also because he was too on edge to close his eyes. When Mason got up off the bed in the morning, he was starving. He hadn't eaten since lunch the day before. Mason opened the food chest to look for something to eat, and realized with dismay he had to take a trip to the grocery store and risk meeting the man with the raspy voice. Reluctantly, Mason opened the door and headed for the Ellison Woods General Store. Inside the store, Mason located the pork, potatoes, and carrots, and headed to the counter. When Mason was within eyesight of the counter, he saw the store's owner, Peter, in conversation with the customer. The customer was a raggedy, tall man who appeared to be waving a piece of paper at the store owner. Mason approached the counter to wait until he could purchase his food with the emeralds he had brought along. When Mason was close to the counter, he heard something that stopped him instantly. The customer had raised his voice until Mason could hear a part of their conversation. The man was asking for something. Mason couldn't understand what. What's not Mason, though? What's the man's voice? He spoke with a raspy whisper, the same voice as the man from the cabin. Mason stood frozen, knowing he should move away, move anywhere. Mason saw the picture clearly for the first time now. It was a picture of him, taken in the cabin right before he jumped out the window. Mason turned as fast and silently as he could, and rushed to the nearest aisle for cover. 
store owner knew Mason. Would he tell the customer where to find him? Mason hoped not. The man with the raspy voice stalked off not long later. Mason hoped this meant he had not gotten the information he had asked for. He walked up to the counter, and Pierre took the emeralds and warned him that the man he was just talking to was looking for him and looked like trouble. Mason was relieved. The store owner had not told the man what he wanted to know. Mason was safe. For now. Epilogue That Monday, Mason had no work because on Sunday night, the offices of AME were broken into and the crystal was gone. Work was closed because no one knew if the criminal who did this was still lurking there and they didn't want the Myers to get hurt. Mason never saw the man with the raspy voice or the crystal again. Mason went back to his life, eventually quit mining, and settled down in Olsen Woods. Though Mason didn't know it, the man with the raspy voice was already a legend. Everyone already knew about Herobrine. And yes, it is quiz time. The quiz question for today is, in which update were horses added? The options are, A, they've always been in Minecraft, B, 1.6, C, 1.7, and D, 1.8. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment down below of the poll and the answer to it, and you may get a shout out inside the next episode. On Spotify, I set a poll up down below. It's time for some mob trivia. This week, it is the frog. And a frog is a passive mob found in swamps. Frogs eat small slimes and magma cubes. A frog can produce one of three kinds of frog lights from eating magma cubes, depending on the type of frog. Groups of two or five frogs can spawn in a swamp and mangrove swamp biomes. Frogs can also be spawned by growing from tadpoles. There are three frog variants, determined by the biome in which the tadpole grew up. Frogs can jump eight blocks high and take 10 less damage from falling than most other mobs. They prefer jumping on lily pads and big drip leaves. However, frogs can't jump on honey blocks. Occasionally they may croak and inflate their vocal sac. However, the inflation of their vocal sac does not, mean, does not always mean that they are croaking. But their croaking always means that the inflation of the vocal sac Feeding two frogs a slime ball causes them to enter love mode, causing one of the frogs to become pregnant. Similar to turtles, the pregnant frog then searches for a water block with at least one adjacent water block, flowing our source with air above to lay frog spawn. This spawn later hatches into a tadpole, which subsequently grows into frogs. Unlike all other mobs with baby variants, the tadpole is treated by the game as a completely different mob from the frog. Frogs attack by using their tongues to pull certain mobs into their mouth whereupon the mob instantly despawns. Frogs attack small slimes, which drop slime balls when killed. Frogs also attack small magma cubes, leaving a frog light block. The small magma cube takes exactly two bites to kill. When the magma cube gets targeted, the frog gains a speed buff. The color of frog light that drops depends on the type of frog that attacks the magma cube. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Crystal Origins Part 2. If you guys would like to help support the podcast, consider leaving a five-star review down below and writing a comment. Any feedback really helps. I will see you guys inside the next episode.